Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the Deep Dive Live and I am here to tell you that Virgil van Dijk is back. Um, Josh, this is my, this is, I planned this show. This is this is all about Virgil van Dijk. I think I'm going to try and convince you that Virgil van Dijk is back to his best. And I want to show you in the numbers, and we're going to talk formationally why some of those numbers might be slightly different and stuff. Mm. But we're going to switch between the board, we're going to switch between the stats, and we are going to focus on Virgil van Dijk. But your overriding feeling on Virgil, 23-24, this iteration, uh, what is it? I think he looks very good, yeah. Uh, I think he was probably our best player against Everton, do you reckon? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he looks assured. It looks kind of like he's he's benefited from the break over the summer. Obviously, he's wearing the captain's armband now. Um, he's got no Henderson barking down his ear, <laughs> um, and he's he's really far past the the injury now. You know that World Cup season as well is is gone. World Cup in the middle of the campaign, proper pre-season behind him and stuff. So I think so far, yeah, he looks really good, and I think he's had very few kind of moments where you've looked at him and thought, yeah, he's finished. You know, it feels like last season he was maybe a few of them. Uh, but so far this season, he looks really clean on that side. Does he... The, the one thing I will say before we get into the numbers and stuff is, has he lost half a yard? Of pace? Mm. Possibly. Um, I think, looking at his game, I think he still looks really assured in, in, in most departments. He looks just as good as ever in the air. Just as strong in terms of sh- um, shaking opponents off and things like that. I think my only concern with him small concern in comparison to previous years is when there's a ball in behind compared to previous years that is I think still a comparison to like Michael Keane or something like that I think I think he's fine <laughs> but in comparison to the the demigod who was playing that centre half for us in the previous couple of seasons maybe yeah is that what you're thinking as well or? yeah I think he I think I think if you asked him to run 100 metres he'd hit the same speed yeah. But I think it takes him a bit longer to hit top speed. I think coming out the blocks yeah, is yeah. where he looks a little bit yeah, cumbersome part, almost. Yeah. yeah. Like, was it who's the big lad they brought on? Was it Beto or something they brought on at yeah. the weekend? And he runs in behind and he gets there and he gets his body across. I think it was I think it was him anyway. But he just it looks like he's stuck in mud for those first few seconds. Mm. And I, I, I feel like his top speed's probably still there, but yeah, it, it would take him longer to get to twenty meters than in previous seasons. But anyway, I'm gonna we're gonna look now at some of the statistics of Virgil and for this one I've used fbref.com, unbelievable resource for, for football statistics, the best that's freely available out there right now. 
Um, I'm looking at Virgil van Dijk and I'm comparing him to himself in every single um, the last five years previous. Uh, so this season with the five years previous, uh, at the top you can see here the 23-24 season going all the way back to the 18-19 season. Um, these are toggled onto per 90 stats. I know all the stat heads out there are going to be looking at it going, it's too early, the sample size you, is too you small. You need to throw out them caveats. Of course you do. Oh, always, yeah. Of course you do. It is too early, but I'm here and I'm making content, and I'm I've got to, I've decided <laughs> this is what we're doing this week, yeah. um, and I think that you know what is essentially now close to a quarter of the season is getting to a point where you can look back, even though it is too early. <laughs> so I'm going to start off. I'm going to look at the progression stats right here in the centre. Um, and I think first of all, his progressive carries are pretty much the same going season on season. So that's when you take the ball fifteen yards further forward. Let's say it might be twenty yards on the on the uh, on the actual stat. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, the progressive passes, how often he's progressing the ball forwards, is actually at its lowest point. Um, as you can see there with my horrendous scribble than any of the previous years. Now, you know, going up to 7.32 and only on a five-game season, by the way, in the 2021-2021 season. But normally, four, four and a half, it's down to just over three and a half at the moment at 3.65. Josh, is there a reason, tactically, why those progressive passes might be lower than in previous seasons? Um, possibly. You know, I think we've introduced... Obviously, the new the new kind of system, which which involves Trent sucking inside as an additional midfielder, Van Dijk playing kind of in the middle, really, of a of a, of a three. If Robertson sucks inside at times, but I think the progression is usually delivered by by the box, but specifically kind of Trent in ahead of Van Dijk now, um, and you know we've seen like lots of short five yard slow tempo passes in the middle of the park before Trent has then decided to quickly accelerate the game. So I think in this kind of system, there's maybe a bit less of an emphasis on the centre-halves to be particularly elaborate on the ball. And, um, you know, it can just be a case of them passing five yards to, to McAllister or to Trent and letting them do that difficult part, if you see what I mean. Uh, what about yourself? I think I think you're absolutely spot on. I think that's exactly why it is. I think obviously, naturally speaking, Van Dijk is now the deepest of the centre halves as well. Um, so he's actually further away from the players that he's going to be passing to. And I think when we look a little bit later at switches, this might sort of double down on us. But we'll continue to move through some of the stats and, and stuff. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip straight on to the sort of passing per ninety stats over here at the moment. And I think one of the things that I noticed in here is first and for all his total completed passes are much lower um, and his attempted passes are much lower than in previous years which I find really interesting um, now that could be shaped Josh by red cards maybe. by the red cards maybe yeah a and little bit less possession in previous years I think at the minute Liverpool but I'll double check that now and I think when you look at while you're double checking that his pass completion though is as high as it's ever been at Liverpool. It's now 91.5%. Uh, it's always been between 89 and 90.5% uh, anyway, but it is slightly higher. His progressive distance, though, how far forward he's progressing the ball, is actually its lowest point from all those six seasons again. Um, at 437 this time around. His short passing, um, he's completing just about the same as last season. 26.5, the highest was 26.8, higher than all the other years. His medium-range passing, much lower than in previous years, 29.5. Now, medium is 
Short is 0 to 15 yard passes, I think. Medium is 15 to 30 yard passes, I think. And long is 30 yards and above passes, if I remember correctly. Um, and his long passes much lower again than in previous years. Now, if we just look at the percentages, completing a higher percentage, completing a higher percentage, and around the same for the long passes. And again, his progressive passes are the lowest they've been in those five years. So more short, more medium range passes, less long passes translates yeah. into less switches of play as well yeah. down here. So 0 0.32, 0 0.98, 0 0.58, 1 0.03, 0 0.69, much less switches of play. And again, that's what you're saying. It's Trent Alexander-Arnold doing all that nowadays. Yeah, and I think if you look again tactically at, at kind of what we used to do, with, with with the system and, and how we used Van Dyke's distribution from the back, specifically in terms of switches and in terms of long passes, we used those passes over the top in the direction of Mane, making them runs. Um, with with Firmino kind of creating space for him, you know, I would go back to the Bayern Munich goal away from home in the Champions League, mm -hmm. um, and we also did similar with Salah in terms of like when Van Dyke would get on the ball here, Henderson would make a, a forward run take a full-back with him, open up a space here, and Van Dijk would play the diagonal in the direction of Salah. And that was due to the, the makeup of the, of the original system. Whereas I think now, it's a bit more, it's just a bit more intricate, essentially. Um, it's a bit less one ball over the top, and we are in. It's a bit less runs in behind. Um, it's, it still always is, because Liverpool, it's Klopp's Liverpool, isn't it? But it's a bit more like, let the box establish the dominance and then you accelerate the game when the moment's right. Um, and I think on the back of that, we've seen Virgil showcase less of his, of the quarterback maybe tendencies that we saw him showcase in the first couple of years. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So I think what we've established so far in the stats and what you've backed up, I think, with the formation and the tactics of, of Liverpool Football Club is that progression-wise, his stats aren't as good. 
his passes are different to the previous years. But I think if you want to know whether Virgil van Dijk is truly playing at a better level or as good a level as he had in previous years, what I suppose we need to look at his defensive numbers as well. Yeah. Um, and we need to tie it, of, of course, in with the eyeball test, of which I think we've already said in summary at the beginning um, that we both theorise that he's playing at a good level. Maybe he's not the best Virgil van Dijk, uh, but he's not the worst, which I think you know was, was some of the problems last year. Um, so in terms of his tackles and his defensive actions per 90, um, 1.27 tackles per game is highest from the six years. In the defensive third, much higher, 0.95. Next close to 0.69. Uh, after that, 0.47. Um, his tackling percentage against dribblers is 100%, but that is only one tackle um, he's made against the dribbler. Uh, but he's back to that imperious best from that one dribbler. Um, <laughs> his blocks per game is more than double. Uh, so it's gone up to 2.06. His block shots has gone up nearly three times as much as the next season. Um, his interceptions are, are close to double previous years in 2.06 per game. Therefore, his tackle and interceptions are up and his clearances are way higher at 6.51. Next closest is 4.38. Hmm. What does that tell you? I mean, are we defending more or is he just... Yeah, if I'm totally honest, I'd be amazed if they aren't influenced by the fact that we've formed kind of a deep block in like, what is it, three games now? Um, considering we've had so many red cards. So I think in terms of clearances and blocks, that's as a result of Liverpool kind of forming this compact block and, and, and counter-attacking out of that with their one-man disadvantage. But, you know, if you look back, this this is why it's so difficult to... to Paints a story in this sense because Van Dyke was never a, a very a particular. He's not an active centre back, was he? No, no. In the numbers, the, the, and this is like an ongoing thing in in the world of like data analysis and stuff like that. It's still really difficult to determine why Van Dyke is so good in the in the numbers because numbers are public numbers are, are basically event based, and event based means as in like you have to do something to. For it to be counted, yeah. but a lot of what Van Dyke, a lot of what made Van Dyke great was his. He didn't need to. He, he, yeah, he never had to. He never had to break a sweat. It, it was just he was always in control and um, made far fewer tackles than, say, for example, Conor Cody. You know, or someone well, like that. It. I mean, I always think back to Dice's Burnley. Funnily enough. Tarkovsky as a great example. He's going to show up in the numbers. Mm. He's going to head the ball yeah. away more than any other centre half. He's going to clear the ball. He's going to block the ball. He's going to etc. You look a really simple one for anyone sort of new to the analytics on the defensive side of things would be look at the goalkeepers. Who makes the best saves? Who makes the most saves? It's the fucking goalkeeper at the bottom of the league because <laughs> their side is shit. Yeah. And who makes the least but actually is the best goalkeeper? It's Allison or Edison because they make the fewer saves. Yeah. But they make important saves when they make them, and because of the way that they play as well. Yeah. Um, so it, it is difficult, but I do think there is an underlying, and it will even out over the course of the season, Josh, that I do think he's maybe more active, and that doesn't necessarily equate to being a better centre-half, of course, but I do think he's changing his game, which is what I'm trying to paint here more than anything. Yeah, well, you, you can see, you know, kind of role changes and, and changes in tactical circumstances in, in the numbers by them little boosts, them little out of, you know, out of nowhere compared to previous seasons. He's doing a little bit more in this department or that department. But in terms of whether a centre-back is good or bad and whether he's currently great or or, or not, it, it is difficult to, to, to paint that in the numbers simply because, like, 
you could put Van Dyke, peak Van Dyke up against. I don't know. Give me a sense about how this guy. Um, Guardiola. But that's a bad. Well, he's a, he's a good player. To be fair, though. Maguire. Maguire, yeah. Um, and you, if, if you'd never seen either of them play, you, you wouldn't be able to really pick out who's the best centre back in the numbers because it's it, it's just defensive numbers depending on who's more who's having to defend more and things like that. So it's it's one of them. Um, it's still kind of like a scouting area that is still very much, you know, the traditional eye test experts of a scout on the sidelines with a notepad and like a top hat and all this stuff, you know what I mean? Well, that's right, isn't it? And I think the eyeball test, he's definitely passed so far this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of some of his other stuff, look, just looking at the, pos- the possession stats, obviously, per 90 again. Um, his carries, are, I think, are lower than, than in previous years. Let's see if I can get this pen back working. Um, 43, his progressive distance is much lower than in previous years again, uh, which we've talked about. His playing time is getting on, you know, back to his absolute best. And then the the I suppose the other things here are his aerial duels. You know, he's contesting more aerial duels than ever before at five point zero eight, and his win percentage is higher now. What is interesting and what the the the, the numbers do tell you, yeah, and it's where I know a lot of people don't put win percentages and pass completion percentages in, but I think across the board when you look at them all and they're all better than they previously were. I think it's fair to say that he's doing well. Yeah, he's definitely doing well. And I think if you know aerial dominance has, has always been a massive strength of his. Um that that that's something that you can use the numbers for to judge, you know, to an extent at least, the level of a centre back in the air. And Van Dyke's always ranked really, really near the top at the minute and, and, and at the minute, as I said, he's uh, he's kind of posting higher than he's ever posted before. Um so that bodes well, he hasn't lost any kind of that ability to leap off the ground or anything like that. And he's finding his teammates with these headers as well, which is always a nice thing. But yeah, I think I think Carragher wrote a piece recently actually just saying like, um, if, if Van Dyke has a good season, Liverpool will have a good season. It's kind of as simple as that really. And he is that important to us. You know, he's world record player for a reason in terms of transfer fee. Um, but it's good to see him back, back in form because he has some play when he's in full flow. He, he just looks like he's he's not even trying, doesn't he? Exactly. And I think the other thing is, and I think this paints him in a really good light as well. Is and it's it's something that's happened for the last few years. Is he's always seemed to have a different centre half partner every week. <laughs> like yeah. we go through fits and starts. To be fair, of ten games of Gomez or nineteen games of Gomez and ten, fifteen and Matip. Now it's Matip and it's Canate. Um, I think he's always adapted well to what's around him in terms of teammates. Much better than some centre halves I've seen over the years, anyway. Yeah. Do you think he's got a preference? Joe Gomez. Do you? Yeah. I think he likes. I think he always liked Joe Gomez alongside him. I just think he get on really well, and you know mm. that's that's going back a few years. Don't get me wrong. Maybe now it's not Joe Gomez, but I always felt when we Liverpool the absolute best Gomez was his favourite. Yeah, I must admit, I think Canate is probably the best out of his partners. But I think Canate is also the most inclined to basically leave him <laughs> and just kind of run off, just as in like give me the ball, and he goes and like makes a foul when he should have got a second yellow and didn't. Yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> one of the other things that I think I, I, I think we've pulled up earlier on on deep dives, uh, uh, and I think this is more eyeball test, but might have an impact on the numbers. Josh, interesting. To get your thoughts is. I think he's being more proactive in trying to get the ball back rather than the reactive. Virgil used to stand off and stand off and stand off and stand off and wait. 
Yeah. And that, I think, might be having an impact on the numbers as well. Yeah, well, it'd be interesting to see if that's the case. You know, maybe that stems from the fact that there's no Fabinho in the team anymore and it's, it's McAllister needs a bit of help in that sense. Maybe he's um, getting a bit inspired by Canate and Canate's ability and his desire to kind of go and get the ball rather than um, kind of being a bit more of a cover centre-half and, and, and waiting for the opposition players to make a mistake and then taking the ball off him. But... I don't know what's different. I mean, I, I I think he's still very much like the Virgil that we all know. Um, I just think that the tactical environment around him has changed a little bit in terms of him maybe adjusting his game in that sense. But he's still, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say he's as good as ever. I don't know if he's as good as ever, but he looks far closer to his previous level than he did last season. And, you know, that bodes well for us. Absolutely. So there you go. In summary, I think he's back to his best. Josh thinks he's nearly back to his best. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Let me know in the comments section. If you've liked the deep dive and you want more deep dive goodness in your life, uh, then we did a deep dive dissection on Dice's uh, Everton sides and more specifically what Klopp did to actually change the tie. Not talked about the referee. Klopp had a massive impact on that game. That was that was the, the, the show that you planned. It was absolutely superb. Redmenplus.com. You want two months for half price as a monthly captain? Then use the code DEEP and you will get two months at half price. Get over to redmenplus.com, monthly captain. Uh, Josh, pleasure as always. Cheers, mate. Uh, the, the show that you planned was absolutely superb this week, so I uh, absolutely, definitely, 100% check that one out. Thank you so much for watching. Like the video, please. I know we say this every video, but it really does help. And uh, we'll see you next week. Ta-ra. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.